Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. More of your phone calls a little bit later. Joining us now, as promised, born in Chapel Hill, a 1993 graduate of Wake Forest. His wife, Mary Lawrence, also a Wake grad. He worked at Wake as a Deacon Club intern way back when, then an assistant Deacon Club director, later an assistant athletic director for the Demon Deacons. He left to take, among other things, athletic director jobs at Kansas State and more recently Tennessee. And just yesterday, he was introduced as the new athletic director at his alma mater. John Curry, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? David, I'm honored because just as a matter of full disclosure, I was a longtime print subscriber of the Sports Journal wow. back in the day. Well, you had me at hello, John. That I mean, that's <laughs> that is one heck of a first step on what I hope is a long and beautiful relationship. One, one goofy question for you, because if I remember correctly, the Wake Student newspaper—it was, I think, it still is called the Old Gold and Black—and I know, right. I, I know, sometimes the school refers to the school colors as Wake Forest Gold and Black. I'm cool with that. You worked at K State, which is a lot of purple. And you spent a lot of time at Tennessee, not just that eight-month tenure as AD, which, of course, is famous for its orange. I don't find it hard to look good in gold and black. I find it very difficult to look good in purple or orange. Were you able to pull that off? Um, Well, since we're all friends here, (laughs) uh, I would say that if you talk to Mrs. Curry, she would say that she had a lot more fun uh, dressing in black and gold yesterday uh, than she did in orange uh, as a complimentary color uh, in her palette. Uh, purple's pretty good, you know, and, and purple was actually um, wasn't so bad. It, and I had a lot of purple ties back in the day, and then I had a lot of orange ties. Uh, uh, now I'm looking forward to accumulating some black and gold ties. I only had one in the closet that I'd kept for about 10 years in case I had this opportunity. Uh, so I got to pick up a few more. Now, is that symbolic? Purple better, orange not as much because you know one of the first questions we got when it w- it became clear that you were going to be the new AD at Wake Forest. Hey, wasn't he the AD at Tennessee when all that crazy stuff happened with Greg Schiano's hiring and then his not hiring and then you're on your way out? Uh, what's the best way to summarize what happened there as we turn the well, page and look forward to the future for you at Wake Forest? Well, I think the symbolic, to answer the first question, which is probably the, uh, the simpler question, the symbolic preference of colors is, is my wife's preference, right? Yeah. And uh, in terms of what she likes to pick out clothes of. And uh, we have a lot of great friends, and um, I've heard from a lot of them, uh, including Coach Barnes and Holly Warwick sent me a text on Sunday afternoon. You know, a lot of our Tennessee friends have reached out to us with a lot of great deal of excitement. Cool. Um, and so we're really proud of the 10 years we spent there. Our three children were all born in Knoxville. Uh, obviously, we went through a, uh, a pretty interesting time um, at the end of uh, 2000, in November of 2017. Uh, but, uh, you know, as President Hatch referred to yesterday, um, you know, I was very consistent in maintaining integrity and professionalism uh, throughout, which was uh, what, what was a very, um, which was a very interesting and, uh, and challenging process. So uh, we move on, and we're thrilled to have this opportunity to be back home in Winston Salem. And I'm sitting, uh, I'm sitting in a little conference room uh, next to Ron's office right now, and had a great day meeting with folks. I got the opportunity to be out on the practice field uh, with our football squad this morning. Coach Clawson asked me to say a few words, which is a real thrill, and we're ready to roll. 
John Curry is joining us. He's actually taking over an athletic department that in the most recent standings of the Director's Cup, it's an all-sports kind of competition, the Deacons were number one in the ACC and number six nationally in those standings after the fall seasons concluded. Uh, so that's obviously a great thing to inherit, even as there are some basketball issues that we have to get to that are not quite as pretty. Uh, John Curry joining us on the David Glenn Show. You can follow him on Twitter at John underscore Curry. All right, I'm going to tell you two things. Both of them are true, and then get you th get your thoughts on them as a Wake Forest alum and now the new AD. One of my best friends from childhood, seriously, from 10 years old up in Philadelphia, called me and asked about sending his only son to Wake Forest, and this is actually going to happen. And he said, David, you've been around Wake for 30-plus years. Would you send your own son there? And I said, I would absolutely recommend you sending your son there. I think as highly of Wake Forest as I do of any university that I have ever covered. And I, I could tell you, John, a longer version of that answer. But his son is going to Wake Forest in part because, you know, Uncle Dave gave the, the, the green light. At the same time, somebody, was, somebody asked me, where's the hardest place to win consistently in the state of North Carolina among the four big uh, big four schools. And I said, man, a small private university with a relatively small budget and high academic standards, if I'm a coach, like, that's hard, right? So give us your answer of, of why it's right in all of those ways for you and your family, because this is a really unusual blend of big-time athletics but also big-time academics. Well, it is both those things, and, and you've really, um, you know, when you start off the the, uh, the, 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 uh, the paragraph there talking about where Wake Forest ranks right now, um, you know, candidly, three days ago, I didn't know that Wake Forest was first in the conference yep. in the Director's Cup right now. I didn't know Wake Forest was sixth in the country right now. Uh, you know, obviously, there's a lot of ball left to be played uh, over the next two or three months and tracking all that kind of stuff, And uh, but Wake Forest is tracking to be in the top 25, and if you think of that, uh, that's very remarkable, um, but I, I don't believe that the size of the school uh, or the budget are uh, inherent disadvantages, right? And in fact, you see a lot of schools with massive budgets and massive enrollments that aren't nearly as successful as Wake Forest. Yeah. Um, you know, I was really lucky. I spent ten, excuse me, eight incredible years at the university of, uh, at Kansas State University, right, as athletics director. And in 2012 or, thir or 2012-13. Uh, we were one of only four schools in the in the BCS era to win football, men's basketball, and baseball championships all in the same year in the conference, right? Texas, Stanford, Louisville, K-State are the only schools that have done that. And K-State has the smallest budget, or, or among the smallest budget. We were always neck and neck with the Cyclones, uh, uh, smallest budget in the, in the Big 12. So, you know, if I learned anything from Ron Wellman when I first started out in 1993, um, that's not going to be – an inhibitor on our ability to be successful. And if you look at our campus, um, this is the most beautiful campus in the world and the country, as far as I'm concerned, you know, just spectacular growth and development under uh, President Hatch's leadership over the last 15 years, 16 years. Um, we have a tremendous number of advantages and that plays out in the fact that we're number one as of today. Now that's also Dave, I would say, you know, as a new athletics director, that's a heck of a lot of pressure, right? Right. <laughs> you know, taking over a, a program and, and, you know, succeeding Ron Wellman is, um, you know, people always talk about what it's like to succeed John Wooden or, you know, Dean Smith or whatever. I mean, I got to succeed Ron Wellman. That's a heck of a challenge. Fortunately, uh, there's great, great people, great president. And of course, Ron's not going anywhere. He's going to be around. And he'll be plenty of help. 
John Curry is joining us on the David Glenn Show. For the record, my best friend's son is Patrick McCormick. So if you get a request, you know, Patrick for, for an internship soon, soon, soon after his arrival right. in Winston-Salem, Uncle Dave sent him your way. John Curry is joining us. The Wake, Fo- work. <laughs> the Wake Forest Athletic. He's a great kid and obviously a great student. Otherwise, he would not have been admitted. All right, Ron Wellman, as you all had a pretty cool joint press conference yesterday. <laughs> 99 out of 100 things that the guy said resonated uh, well with me, and one just made a question, one of those question bubbles pop up over my head. He said, if there are major decisions to be made between now and my final day, I, Ron Wellman, will be the one making those decisions. It's, it's unusual, as you know, there's a lot of discussion of Danny Manning in year five and, and being near the bottom of the standings again in the ACC. It would be unusual for the outgoing athletic director to have a kind of final decision on Danny Manning's future as the head coach of the basketball program. Uh, what's your response to if there are major decisions to be made, I, Ron Wellman, will be the one making the decisions between now and May? Well, I think it's it's pretty clear. I mean, Ron's been very deliberate and um, it, appropriately so. I mean, that's kind of the, the greatest sign of of leadership is uh, succession planning and transition planning. And the fact that Wake Forest has only done this five times in its history, uh, you know, the last time was 26 years ago with Dr. Hooks, um, you know, relatively. Ron mentioned yesterday he's only worked for two presidents in his 26 wow. or 27 years as AD, which is unbelievable. And you think about Ron Wellman, um, the next, uh, the next, now the longest tenured AD as of May 1st when Ron steps down is going to be Joe Castiglione in Oklahoma, who was hired in like 97 or 98. So Ron and Joe are the last two ADs hired at their current schools uh, in, in the last century, which, wow. is, which just goes to show you that, um, you know, how much pressure there is on these uh, particular pos- uh, positions. But now I think I have full confidence in Ron to make the right decisions. I'm sure, you know, whether it's, uh, whether it's, one sport or another sport or one project or another project. I'm sure it'll ask my opinion at some point um, and that of the president, um, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll operate just fine. And, and uh, I know we have a bright future. I was covering the ACC way back when you were an undergrad at Wake Forest. And if I remember correctly, Dave Odom's the head coach. The Deeks are top three in the ACC standings in the sport of men's basketball um, on multiple occasions. I think they made the Sweet 16 during one of your years as an undergrad. And as you know, a lot of your fan base thinks of Tim Duncan and Chris Paul and some of those glory days. And they might be happy about nine other things, but that tenth thing has has really driven some anger and even some apathy. So, what what is your uh, message to those folks who are supportive in many ways, but very frustrated about the current state of Wake basketball? Well, number one, you know, I'm a kid that grew up on Tobacco Road, as you mentioned. I do have to correct you from the beginning, yeah. Dave, since you mentioned Philadelphia. I was actually born in Philadelphia. Both my parents were North Carolina natives. Wow. Uh, so we moved to Chapel Hill at a relatively young age. Okay. After my dad got out of the my bad. So, so I got to change your Wikipedia page. You can't trust yeah, Wikipedia yeah. anymore. Darn it. Hey, you cannot trust Wikipedia. <laughs> I can tell you that. All right. Sure. Ra- raised um, in Chapel Hill, but born in Philadelphia. Born in Philadelphia. Okay. So, uh, you know, I had a Philly, I had a Philly, I had a poop sheet subscription and I had a Philly's report subscription no. back oh, in the day. Man. But, um, uh, to your question, hey, man, I, I grew up sailing with the pilot on Wednesday night. You know, my dad and I would rush home after church to watch the coach's show on, on Sunday mornings. 
uh, you know, I get it. I mean, I, I understand how important basketball is to our constituency and also to the, you know, in this state, it's unique. Um, now, as it turns out, I was in the state of Kansas, which is also a state that, you know, loves basketball. And, you know, we had years with, uh, with K-State and KU and, and Wichita uh, State under Coach Marshall all playing incredibly successfully. Um, so so I, I get the passion of basketball in this state and the intensity of the rivalries. And um, I know that uh, no one in our program likes where we are right now. One of the weirdest aspects of Wake basketball. I mean, Danny Manning, of course, gets credit for making the NCAA tournament. He, he broke a long drought. But four of his five seasons have been losing seasons. And beyond that, as you know, to one degree or another, there's been an unusual number of guys leaving early and not, you know, for the mega millions of the NBA draft. Do you, as a guy just on his second day, I guess, do you know the answers to the why questions, you know, surrounding Bryant Crawford and Darrell Moore could have been star seniors on this Wake team. Keyshawn Woods could have been playing at Wake instead of Ohio State. A, a half a dozen other Danny Manning signees have left or transferred for another reason or another. Uh, do you know the why answers there? Because as we all know in college sports, there's kind of innocuous forms of, of – uh, uh, transitions, and then there's more alarming forms of attrition for coaches and programs. Well, you know, respectfully, I think it'd be pretty arrogant for me to say on my second day uh, that I know the why about any aspects of of uh, uh, of our programs at Wake Forest. Um, and that's one of the things that I'm already starting to do today. I've met with uh, uh, several of our senior administrators over the next uh, couple of weeks. I'll meet individually with all of our head coaches. You know, Ron has been absolutely wonderful in this process and encouraging, and he wants me around as, as much as possible. Um, he's told all his uh, uh, staff, uh, you know, very directly that, that um, uh, and, and in a very caring way, that, he, um, you know, he wants them to feel completely comfortable with uh, talking to me about pros and cons and things we need to work on and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, I'm looking forward to digging into those things uh, in all of our sports. In what ways are you a better AD today than when you first took the job at Kansas State? Well, you don't have enough time and yeah. to do all of that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, certainly, um, um, you know, I've, I've had some great experiences um, and I've had some challenging experiences. You know, I, I watched, uh, I got back to the Grayland Conference Center where Dr. Hatch was kind enough to put me up for a, a couple nights uh, last night about 930, you know, and I'd have been going since about 5 a.m. Um, and I turned on, uh, turned on the television and, and coincidentally, uh, both Kansas State's men's and women's teams were playing at the same time uh, on different channels on the road. And, you know, I think about, um, you know, hired both those coaches. And so going through those experiences, uh, you know, we hired Coach Weber uh, after Coach Martin had left to go to South Carolina. And then we hired, uh, we actually made a change in women's basketball um, that was a really tough change because we, we, uh, we let our all-time winningest coach go um, and there were some reasons for that, but she was a wonderful coach and a wonderful person. It was just that time. And so to turn on the TV last night and see uh, uh, K-State in women's basketball win their fifth consecutive road game in the Big 12, I think they were playing at Oklahoma State, and then see uh, K-State men's basketball, um, I actually fell asleep before the end of that game because mm. I was exhausted. But, you know, they beat TCU on the road, I think, and they have one more game. They're currently first in the conference. And Coach Weber's now the third winningest coach in K-State basketball history um, and has got a great chance to win the second championship um, in his seven-year tenure and be in the NCAA tournament for the fifth year in a row and has graduated every single senior player uh, in his tenure. Um, you know, going through those experiences weren't, weren't always easy, 
um, there were some people that weren't that excited when we hired Coach Weber. Um, so going through those experiences is what makes you a better AD because you've had the experience of taking a few bullets and, uh, and then going. If you had decisions that didn't work out quite right, you, went, you can go back and figure out what you might have done a little bit better. John Curry of Wake Forest is joining us on the David Glenn Show. Every AD I've gotten to know over the years of the ACC, and I've gotten to know pretty much every one, has a different set of eyes when it comes to how he or she evaluates a coach. For example, Debbie Yao at NC State, uh, a former coach herself, she even gets into like the X's and O's. She's, she's amazing in, in, in how she can evaluate a coach or even I've watched games with her and uh, she knocks my socks off with her knowledge of just personnel and X's and O's and the rest of that. Whether you're thinking generally or even, for example, for those who don't know, John Curry was the man at K-State who gave Bruce Weber that opportunity. And Bruce Weber took the uh, Wildcats to the Elite Eight last year. And as John said, Bruce Weber has him in great position again this year and has done other good things. How, how would you summarize what you look for in a basketball coach? Do you d dig all the way down into the nitty-gritty, or are you looking more broadly at leadership and other things along with productivity? Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to broaden your question to just coaches in general. Um, we've been really lucky uh, in my career, unfortunately. We have been able to hire great, great administrators, uh, great entry-level administrators and, and, and coaches that have, have, have done great jobs. Uh, you know, the first thing we're always going to look at is character and integrity uh, and fit for our university, uh, organization, uh, their ability to communicate. Um, but in this day and age, the very most important thing for any coach at the collegiate level, whether it's Jennifer Averill coaching field hockey to national championships and back to the Final Four this past year or, or, or whatever, is creating an environment, a competitive and cultural environment where your student athletes know that you care about them. I've kept you longer than I thought just because it was fun. I hope you enjoyed the visit. I look forward to many more here on the David Glenn Show. Let's do it again soon. John Curry of Wake Forest.